For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself back after a day of traveling. Welcome to the podcast, Saturday, February 24th, 2024. We are in Lotoka, Fiji. Made it here Late last night from Sydney, Australia, left Oceania Insignia seven days here in Fiji and then joined Crystal Serenity. If it's your first time joining us, welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster. You're the podcast ease. And that is the official mascot of this Saturday makeup show. And uh, welcome to the podcast. We did uh, fly yesterday from Sydney to uh, Naughty last night on Fiji Airways, and as always, because it wasn't a U.S. carrier, the, the service was spectacular. I don't know exactly how many people FAA requires on a plane for safety purposes. I'm talking about flight attendants, but I guarantee you there were twice as many on Fiji Airways because they were as much worried about safety as they were service. The meal, shockingly, from Gate Gourmet, beef goulash was excellent. Everything was excellent. We were in business class. So the pods were very nice. All in all, a very nice trip. Sydney Airport, we were in the Qantas Lounge, just living the dream. We arrived here in the Radisson Blue last night. Bit of a disappointment there. Uh, I had booked a one-bedroom suite with a lagoon view, uh, overlooking the the lagoon. Get that right, Tommy. And uh, I was told with a smiley face, Bula, everybody says, Bula, bend over, Bula. I was told because of... um, Availability, I would be getting a garden view, not a lagoon view. And I try to explain, you know, the one of the first keys to business, if you sell somebody something, you have to deliver it. If you promise some something, you have to carry through on the promise. Well, what are we supposed to do? We don't have a room. We're, we're full. Well, I booked this months ago, Easter. When is that? Uh, well, what do you want us to do? I said, whatever. So uh, I didn't threaten him because I'm not, I might have dropped the podcast once or twice, but I didn't really threaten him. And uh, anyway, very nice man. Nico said, see me tomorrow after two and we'll get you squared away. So we had our garden view, which wasn't bad, really. Uh, and it's a very nice resort. It's very friendly people. Everybody goes, Bula! and then does nothing. No, actually, that's not true. So I saw him uh, this afternoon and the, he showed me two rooms. I decided to move, and, and that has not been uh, a very good experience when you have to move from one side of the resort to the other, and the beds had to be put together, and nobody did. But I met this wonderful man last night, Coley, who who hauled all of our luggage up to the third level, and uh, just a gentleman. And earlier I went out to get some ice from the ice machine, but it's broken. So I was a little frustrated, so somebody must have reported my frustration. Hey, I am now the screwed traveler. I know what you go through, you people. I know. You know, I'm on board the ship. I can do whatever I want. I know what you go through. So I just came back to the room, and suddenly someone appeared and uh, 
asked for the ice bucket, and they brought me ice. And then Coley came in, who does baggage. He, he brings luggage to the rooms, and he used to be in housekeeping. He put the two beds together. Then another guy shows up with a bucket of ice. Then the chief housekeeper shows up. I said, you're a little late. I have everybody else doing anything. Give me a hair net. I'll be in charge. Anyway, it's just what happens. It's systemic in the hospitality industry. It really is. But the staff here are very friendly. It's just disappointing. When you, when you book something, you expect to get it. When you make a promise, they should deliver. The resort itself was very, very nice. Um, as usual, lunch in the restaurant and service was adequate. The young girl was very nice, but not trained properly. Could not answer questions. I wanted to order a bottle of wine. She had to check with the boss. They didn't have it. How about that bottle? They didn't have it. I said, ask the schmuck what they have. The manager should have came out and said to me, Mr. Drake, what would you like? But then again, I'm at a Radisson. Okay, I'm not at a Ritz-Carlton. So shut up. My wife's looking at me going, just shut up. This is not the Ritz. It's the wrong R. This is Radisson. So, and for the price. So I won't, I'll stop complaining. Funny too, coming through uh, Fiji last night, all the luggage has to go through biosecurity. I have this belief now that any country like Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji, when they come into the United States, they have to go through biosecurity. Just them, nobody else. So we have to put the bags through the screener, and the guy stops the bag, and he wants to know what that jar is. The wife thought it was liquor. It was the Rayo spaghetti sauce that I'm bringing because the sweets have a kitchen. So last night, we finally got in the room last night late. I boiled up some pasta. Well, the wife did. Had some rails. I had it for breakfast. So we got through biosecurity. We're here now. By the way, the email, which I haven't checked in 48 hours, for this extravaganza, the Drake Podcast at gmail.com. The Drake Podcast at gmail.com. We will start with this. We will start with... You're an idiot! A mea culpa. My buddy John caught this when I was running my mouth about a uh, uh, seaborne kind of abdicating their, res- their responsibility for sales because they're chartering the ships to an Australian touring company of some type. Uh, I mistakenly said that Seaborn was owned by Royal Caribbean. That is not true. I knew that. I knew that, but I was often running in the wrong direction. They're owned by Carnival, and uh, um, they're, the, they're Carnival Corporation's luxury line. You know, they have Carnival Cruise Line, which is li- uh, Greyhound with Life Jackets, and they have uh, um, Upper Premium. They're saying a celebrity's Upper Premium. Then they have a, a Seaborn. So uh, I, I correct myself there. Thank you very much. All right, let's move on. Let's get this over on a weekend edition. Uh, as always, prayers for the military, men and women, whatever you call yourself in our military. Also, uh, Israelis and uh, Ukrainians, everybody fighting these squabbles and skirmishes and fights, everything going on. And the battle for the control of the Red Sea. Uh, Thursday, uh, got crazy again. Um, a U.S. aircraft and a coalition warship shot down six, six Houthi drones. drones. Unfortunately, one got through. They got six. They didn't get all of them. One of them caught a British-owned cargo ship, damaged it. No one was... Um, oh, minor injuries, uh, but the ship can still sail. Uh, and these Iranian-backed whack jobs continue to terrorize non-combatants who are just trying to make a living, trying to deliver goods. And they went... They had the chutzpah, the goyonis, to actually put out a statement that we will continue to attack any ship, obviously, that they think is going to help the Palestinians. That's not going to help. And also... If they're U.S. or U.K. flagships, but these are non-combatants. They're just trying to make a living. You've heard me talk about it before. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. But we don't have to worry because, you know, <laughs> I just love playing that. Hi-oh, EU. Ursula Van Leyden, boom, boom. 
She'll be there next month sometime. They'll have four ships to help us out. Oh, here's a follow-up. I mentioned day before yesterday, well, Wednesday or Thursday, the Viking rumor was they're going to, uh, for an IPO, uh, public offering for money. They need money. $500 million. My buddy who follows this thinks they'll get more than that. They'll think that it'll oversubscribe. Uh, they might get as much as a billion. They're privately held, but now they're going public. And I think they're going public because all the fat cats that own them, uh, own the shares now, realize they're sitting on a cruise line that has 11 or 12 ocean-going ships, two expedition ships, and 90 riverboats, soon to be 90. And their books might look really good. So why not? Why not open it up and watch what happens to the, the shares? And these guys are going to make a killing. And uh, unfortunately, I don't... I don't, I'm not one of those Norwegians that's mostly Norwegian back. And in honor of that, I thought I would play this once again. You know, Torstein Hagen, I follow people like Mr. Hagen, not Das, just Mr. Hagen. And I bet privately he's a nice guy, but publicly he borderline arrogant. He is, but he's very successful. You know, when you're a successful guy, you can be that way. We have a guy that used to be a president that was that way, okay? When your name is on so many buildings, you can be a jerk. So... Honestly, every time I listened to Torstein Hagen, I thought, God, he's, what do you just be? But that's, you know, look at Tiger Woods. They complained all those years. He was so focused on winning. He didn't care about other people. But this commercial came out a few uh, weeks ago. This is Torstein Hagen, and he's talking about life. In my simple world, there are only three things that matter in human beings. First, they have to be kind. That's not me. Kind. Second, they have to be honest. Well, that's not me. And third, they have to be hardworking. They all know. I'm a it's comedian. It's very simple. Wherever you are in the world, when you come to a different culture, you meet people of very different backgrounds, but you find out that they have the same ambitions and the same fears, just like yourself. I'm so sure that travel is good for the world, is really the best to engage with the locals and the destination. And I think travel helps broaden the human mind and makes us kinder. And that's fantastically valuable. I'll tell you what, every time I listen to that, you know, Torstein's right, it makes you kinder. It makes shut up. <laughs> I, I hope that's really him. If not, he can make a lot of money doing voiceovers. Wash your hands and wash your bottle. Wash your hands. I just saw this story, but I don't have time to, to drill down into it. There is an outbreak of norovirus in the entire state of New Jersey. Schools are closing. Uh, all kinds of issues. People are vomiting without listening to the governor, which is very unusual, you know. <laughs> Chris Brown. So in New Jersey, if you listen, wash your hands. Yeah, just wash your 20 seconds, soap and water. You can help stop it. I'm trying to wipe out norovirus, norovirus in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, sure. And wash your bottle. If it's your birthday, well, it was limited today with birthdays. It really was. Uh, I had a choice between, between George Thorogood and the Destroyers. That's the band. That was my nickname in school, too. Ooh, yeah. The Destroyers. And also uh, this guy. And I'm playing this song because I want it stuck in your head all weekend. I really do. And then I have some, some thoughts about uh, this. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Do what did it, did it, done, did it, do. Tapping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing. Do what did it, 
right, so enough. The lead singer of that band, Manfred Mann, his name was John Paul Jones. He's still alive. Happy birthday to JPJ. Remember that song? He's talking about a girl walking down the street singing Dua Diddy Diddy. What? I, would you want to date this person? She's talking to herself singing Dua Dua Diddy Diddy. But it was a big hit. I think the only hit. Might have been a one-hit wonder. Man for Man and John Paul Jones. Happy birthday. All right, here we go. Here's the tease. Are we in the cruise business or the island building business? It's funny. I had an email from somebody just recently about this. You know, Carnival Corporation is building Celebration Key. It's in Nassau, the Bahamas, down the street from Atlantis. Atlantis is not happy about this. Uh, it is a massive destination and was set up to have one pier would take two XL-class ships, two mothers, two mega mothers, two sea Godzillas. Well, they've lost their mind now. They're going to put another $100 million into this uh, destination and have uh, two, two piers and four berths. So they can bring four of these XL-class ships in at the same time. Bad, bad idea. It really is. It's just greed because before with two ships, you know, you're getting off a crowded carnival ship with kids and yelling and screaming and, and people punching, and that's just the officers. And you would go to a private destination and the great thing, you know, Nassau is crowded. There's so many ships in Nassau. You walk down the street, you can't move. You would have been your own destination with your own restaurants and everything else. And now they're gonna they're gonna make it crowded. They're 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 gonna make it too busy. And but that's what they want to do, and that's how they make money. And I'll have a story a little while later about how much money Josh Weinstein made last year as the uh, chairman of Carnival Corporation. But Christine Duffy, who runs Carnival Cruise Line says, as is fitting for our plans for Grand Bahama Island, our vision for Celebration Key is quite grand. And we're already thinking about the next phase of expansion and development. Okay. Building the second pier now allows us to implement growth plans, plans and build itineraries with certainty and signals to the local community uh, just how important this development is. And I just realized I misspoke because this is, this is a Grand Bahama. It's not a Nassau, the Grand Bahama Island. Um, so, but whatever, but I'll go on record as saying, eventually people are going to go, it's too crowded. Uh, we went, we don't want to go there. It's too crowded. But the minister for Grand Bahama, the honorable Ginger Moxie, <laughs> seriously, how can you put the honorable in front of Ginger? The honorable Ginger Moxie, Moxie and you got some Moxie there, lady. She said, we're on the brink of an exciting chapter, chapter for Grand Bahama. Yeah, people are going to come. They're going to spend money. Good for them. I would listen to this guy. That's the tease. Uh, John Murray's the captain. John Murray's in charge of Port Canaveral, one of the most successful ports in the world, uh, cruise ports in the world. Was number uh, one. Now it's number two, but only by a, a small amount, and they're catching up again. Anyway, it turns, it turns out that the Biden administration has issued an executive order relating to cybersecurity regulations for U.S. ports. Uh, and it's about tightening things up uh, in terms of cybersecurity because uh, our country is a sieve. Our borders are non-existent. And now we find out people bought these Chinese cranes and the Chinese cranes actually have a, the ability to eavesdrop on conversations and things like that. Can you imagine that? Is that an option? Was that the second page? I didn't see it. We'd like a crane that could lift like a lot of containers or whatever. Oh, we have that. Plus, you can watch Netflix with it. What the hell? Waldorf Astoria is going to reopen the largest listings po listing post for China in the world, right in the middle of Manhattan. 
But according to the Rear Admiral John Van, he's the head of the Coast Guard Cyber Command, uh, maritime cybersecurity requires constant and consistent efforts for ports. Now, here's the deal. We should have not we should not have had to have an executive order for this. This should have just been something that people were doing. But I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad John Murray's endorsing it. And I'm glad we're not going to let the Chinese listen to everything. You know, they're cranes. You, if they, you pass gas, they report it back to, uh, uh, what's the city there, Beijing? All right, here's the tease. From owning Crystal Cruises to Biden. And don't, please don't even tell me I sound tired. I'm actually wide awake. It's just some days the mouth and the brain just don't want to get along. You know, it's like how, how I am with the guy that, you know, put me in the wrong room. I don't really get along. From owning crystal cruises to bicycles at sea, the, the, is it the downfall of Limcock today? The whatever, what a road, he's a billionaire. He owns 11 casinos. He makes more money than uh, anybody. But he bankrupted crystal, dream cruises, star cruises, a couple of shipyards, but who's counting? And then restarted in Singapore with a new cruise line called Resorts World Cruises. And they just signed an agreement with the Shenzhen Haisu Cultural Communication Center and the Tajin's Flying Pigeon Group to launch the first ever bicycle exhibition at sea. <laughs> Say what? The first bicycle exhibition at sea. It'll be on the Ginting Dream According to the press release, this collaboration will combine the initiatives of the cruise line and a bicycle manufacturer in Asia. Guests will have the chance to discover a wide range of flying pigeon bicycles, including the National Treasure Series. Wow. He owned Crystal Cruises, one of the most luxurious cruise lines in the world. And now he has a cruise line that does bicycle exhibitions at sea. The hell does I, that mean? That means whatever the hell you want it to mean. I have no idea what it means. Say what? Uh, and I don't know if these stories are interesting interesting to anyone, so I put them under that category. Does anybody really care? IHG Hotel and Resorts. This is actually quite a story. They are going to return $1 billion to their shareholders in uh, 2024. You know how they do that? They don't pay anybody. It's, it's the hotel industry around the world. That's how they do it. Are you kidding me? How much do they make in Indonesia to clean the rooms? Don't get on your social soapbox here, Tommy. Anyway, they announced they're going to give back all this money. They also announced that they, they're kicking ass. They're adding this year 556 projects to the pipeline. That's unbelievable because it's it's... It's not all about quality brands anymore. It's about all the brands you can have, all the names you can come up with. You know, instead of, wow, there used to be like six or seven major hotel chains that were really good. Now, now, it is what it is. But it's working because they're for all different price points. This one happens to be this, uh, you know, we're in Fiji. So this is convenient for uh, Kiwis and Aussies and even Brits. Brits, not so much. So there's a lot of tattoos here. Um, very much like a P&O ship. But there's a market for that. So, you know, IHC is good. At, now, I normally stay intercontinental, excuse me. There, there wasn't one on this side of the island. There's one in Suva. But I think Denaro Island, where I where we are, is very lovely. Very lovely. Got up this morning, uh, walked down the sidewalk to the gourmet deli, and I'm playing golf uh, day after tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're on a three-island boat tour. Thank you. And we're going to uh, Modricky Island. That's where Tom Hanks talked to a volleyball 
Uh, I made a lot of money. Uh, and then the day after I'm going to play, right across the street, beautiful golf course right here that Sheridan has. So I, I like it here. But as I've said many times, it's too damn far. Uh, you know, if I want this, I just go to Sanibel Captiva or, you know, uh, uh, Longboat Key or places like that. Anyway, IHD is doing really well. Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean. Uh, well, I'm reading the press with a flush from raising its 2024 profit. They told Wall Street they're going to do much better than they originally thought. And the next day, they offered up $1 billion in senior unsecured notes. I, I don't understand that. Do you have to be 55 and over to buy them? And I don't understand unsecured notes anyway. I don't know anybody that will lend me, and lend me money without some kind of collateral. But they're going to borrow this money and then pay back money they owe in 2027. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. I used to do that all the time, but they still do it too. Also, Miami-Dade County issued a request for design uh, build services for Terminal G in Miami. What I talk about, the war between Port Canaveral and Port of Miami. Port Miami. They're going to redo Terminal G so that the icon of the seas fits there properly, uh, uh, properly. Wow, I should just call it quits right now. I am not tired. I am not drunk. I just cannot get the entire brain function to cooperate with the mouth function. Uh, here's this. There's the tease. Curses, Batman. Float out one, delayed one day. Here's the story. They're supposed to float out the new Silver Ray from Silver Sea. And Cruise Hive, the rap blog, made a big deal about it. It said, float out delayed. Well, I thought it was something serious. No, there was a high wind. The wind came up, and they said, well, wait till tomorrow. And they made a whole story. I fell for it. I saw the headline. What happened now? Plus, it wasn't Finkenteri. It was another, another shipyard. It was a German shipyard. No, it was too windy. So they said, we'll do it tomorrow. And uh, I like this tease. Would someone please do something so we could put out a press release? So Explorer Journeys, I haven't talked to them and talked about them in weeks. Um, they made a deal with a Michelin-starred French chef, and he will be sailing aboard Explorer 1. His name is Claude Le Toique. And uh, he's going on board to create a unique dining experience at one of the ship's specialty restaurants. So he's going to be the celebrity chef on board. So the dining experience will be unique for, I think, three months. He signed up to sail for three months and have a very unique um, dinner in uh, uh, one of their specialty restaurants. So they put out a press release. That's what you do. Put out a press release. Uh, your casa, mi casa for a week. I like this story. You know, we're staying in a property here. It's a one-bedroom suite. Um, very nice. Now we get the right room. Looking at the lagoon, uh, a kitchen with a with yeah, with a stove and a dishwasher and a refrigerator and a microwave. It's all and very reasonably priced. That is another market, and one of those will open up in Saint Lucia. It's going to be a Hyatt property, but it won't be Hyatt, and it won't be Hyatt other than its destination by Hyatt. It's another brand, but it is a brand that will have. Um, one and two bedroom residential style accommodations, each feature, featuring an open plan living area, kitchenettes, private balconies and terraces. That's what this Radisson Blue is. It's a very nice, it is a nice, it's an older property, but you know, on TripAdvisor, some people were knocking, knocking it. I, it's very clean, very, grounds are very well maintained. There's a club Wyndham next to us. Ooh, that needs some work. It might be closed. It looks like it might even be closed. But all in all, this isn't a bad property. Just, if you book something, make sure you call ahead of time that you're going to get it. 
And finally, how are we doing on time today? Because I know my brain disconnected about 20 minutes ago. Hold on a minute here. Oh, we short. That's right. Finally, nice work if you can get it, children. Carnival Corporation CEO Josh Weinstein. Last year, his compensation was valued at $13.8 million. Not bad, huh? 13.8. Of course, he's in charge of the largest cruise company in the world, Carnival Corporation. Um, a lot of pressure with the pandemic. A lot of money owed. A lot of things happening. His compensation, it was only, his salary was only $1.25 million. But then he gets stock seven point seven point four six million. Uh seven million you know how many shares that is? <laughs> it trades at like fifteen dollars. You know it's seven million shares. Imagine putting that in it wouldn't fit in his office in order to get seven million. Also he gets uh, other compensation, non equity compensation of four point six million. Other compensation includes they donate to his four hundred one K plan to his health insurance and a car lease or allowance. So he gets quite a bit, but so does everybody else. The chief financial officer made 8.86, uh, almost $9 million. Man, these people make a lot of money. Then I started to think, I wonder what the guy at Boeing made last year. You know Boeing? That wonderful airline. But Last year, the CEO of Boeing was paid $22.5 million. <laughs> they should ask for some of that money back. That's what I would do. All right, we got through this Saturday edition. I do intend to be on all next week, Monday through Friday. What else do I do? Make sure the princess is happy. That's what I do. That's my job. All right, you have a good weekend. Thanks for the likes, the shares, the emails. I'll get to the emails tomorrow. All right, a little jet lag, a little tired. Yesterday was an early start, 5 in the morning, late arrival, travel. You know what it's like. I'm not a young man, people. Then again, there's nobody listening to this podcast. By the way, the only person that would guess John Paul Jones was Papa Handsome. I bet you he could tell the lead singer's name of Manford Mann. The rest of you had no idea. Remember, do what diddy, diddy, dumb, doody, do. All right, I'm out of here. Can't even make it two minutes. Aren't you happy? You have a good weekend. I'll talk to everybody on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.